Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. It's the Duval Hot Takes Podcast. Starring Sean Daly. You could either go maroon or you can go... The fact of the matter is... is <laughs> Pat Smith. My stomach is full of dog shit. I'm tired of eating dog shit. You should change your diet. With Taylor Smith and Devin May. People, I'm like, that's not Mountain Dew. That's crystal meth. That's Florida mouth. <laughs> Here we go. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Duval Hot Takes podcast presented by Big Cat Country and SB Nation. We are your biggest and best podcast for all things Jaguars football. My name is Taylor Smith. I'm your moderator for the show. With me are your hosts, Sean Daly and Pat Smith, and our facts and stats man, Devin Mabe. Today is Tuesday, September 17th. Week two of the Jaguars 2019 season has come and gone. We suffered an absolute gut punch this past Sunday. Lost to the Texans 12-13, Jags are now 0-2, which is actually in line with our season predictions from a few weeks ago. Go check those out if you haven't already. However, just like last week's game against the Chiefs, things didn't go quite the way we expected. Some performances were better than we anticipated. Some play calls were worse than our darkest fears. Some of the activities on the sideline were downright embarrassing. A few major developments coming out of the game, which we'll cover, but first and foremost, we'll cover the game itself. Specifically, per the request of our fans on Twitter and Facebook, we're kicking things off by having Sean and Pat share their takes on the failed two-point conversion, which resulted in our loss. Now, there are two things we want to hear from you guys. I know you're probably itching to go, but here are the two questions we want answered most. Do you think Leonard Fournette crossed the goal line into the end zone going up the middle? And secondly, do you agree with Doug Marone's decision to go for two in the first place? So, Sean, you have been the voice of optimism these last few episodes. Mm-hmm. You've been our good cop. Yep. So let's let's hear what you think. Go ahead. Uh, from watching the tape, watching it live, watching the still shots of, on Twitter, and watching the replays, it looks to me as though Leonard Fournette Reaching, This doesn't make the play call the right play call. But I think he got in. I truly do. Mm-hmm. I truly... He's, it's hidden behind defensive linemen. Okay? In no way does that make it an okay play call. Still a terrible play call. Okay? But he got... I think he got in. In the way... Like, there's not definitive evidence because you can't see the football. Right. You can't see the football. All this technology we have, they have chips. <laughs> They've got chips, not Doritos. Micro computer chips in every player's pads. To test how fast they're running, mm-hmm. how hard they're getting hit. They got chips in the helmets to help with the concussions and yeah. all these things. Can't put a fucking chip in the fucking football. And in the we pylons. Can't put a chip in the football and sensors in the pylons. It should be the easiest thing in the world. Ding, 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 ding. Why, why can't we just ding and they, they turn green yeah. when they go in? Ding. 
And that's then, a touchdown. That's a touchdown. <laughs> and it's definitive right there. Can't argue with that. No. Interesting point. It wouldn't be a conversation. We can still have a productive conversation about the play call and what needs to happen moving forward with that in this offense. But I think Leonard Fournette, after he got hit from shotgun formation that he's not used to, he's always been a, a, a pro formation, I form single back runner, and he's running from a shotgun formation. Leonard Fournette gave it his best effort, and I do think he got in. And everybody's lighting him up, saying he's three yards in a cloud of dust. And I just feel bad for the guy because he gave it his best effort. Mm. And, he, and, and he came up short, but I think well, he might have thank God in. for best effort because f- if we had trophies for best effort, I think my shelves would be chock full of fucking silverware for best effort. Don't sell yourself short. Gold. <laughs> he wasn't even fucking close, okay? The guy takes the ball, runs into the wall like he has done all fucking game long, doesn't cross the plane, then he gets pushed back. While he's getting pushed back, he says, oh, maybe I should extend my arms and attempt to break the plane. No, I'm already two yards back. Ball doesn't even get close. The technology isn't there, but we got to play in the realm that we live in, okay? And that is the ball has to break the plane. It has to be clear and obvious, and it wasn't that. That's the end of it. He didn't cross it. That's the world we live in. And that's, yeah, that's the world we live in. Mm -hmm. And he didn't cross the plane. Honestly, I don't even think it looked close. I don't think he was. I don't even think it was a, a nail close. I think he was far and long beyond way, at least half a yard. We're just looking at two ends of the spectrum, man. I'm, I see it. I, I I see his hands, and what's in his hands? The ball. I gotta say that if you were able to see it, I would pray to God that someone else would be able to see it that was at the game with like 20 different camera angles to choose from. There's guys in the way. That's the problem. So you have to kind of so use not, your imagination so as oh, to where the oh, ball imagination. is. Imagination. <laughs> you, you have to try to see Man. through the... And that's what you're asking the referees to do. You're asking the referees to yep. use their, 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 their... Best judgment. Yeah, best judgment. And I'm trying to think of what Superman has. In, um, X-ray vision. X-ray vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Shout out to Soups. Uh, no, uh, they're asking these referees to use their x-ray vision to see through three giant defensive linemen to see where the football is. Mm-hmm. The technology's there. Instead of making pass interference reviewable and changing all these things, let's just use the technology that we have, mm-hmm. put a f***ing chip in the football, takes the conversation away. Yeah. We can definitively say Leonard Fournette didn't get in, the play call sucks, everything sucks, burn it all down. Or Play call sucked. Or play call did suck. And then we can, uh, you know... No, yeah, let's let's go ahead and switch over to that. So the play call itself, Marone's decision not just for for Leonard Fournette to run up the middle, but also let's go for two with 30 seconds left. Pat, what do you think? Leonard had 15 carries, guys, this game, okay? And out of those carries, two went for more than five yards. What? That's, That's the bread and butter of the game right there. Two went for more than five yards. Was it all his fault? Probably not. Offensive line couldn't make a lane for shit. He ran into blockers more than he had open lanes. Maybe not all his fault, okay? But the fact of the matter remains is you weren't getting progress pushing off on the play to, to make any any kind of developments in any kind of run game. Wasn't there. Gardner Minshew outrushed Leonard Fournette this game. Shocker, right? Quarterback, outrushed. You're running back. <laughs> Been there before. Mm-hmm. Over, time again, okay? So why, why is that your go-to? I mean... That last drive was as perfect as a scenario as you could ask for from a quarterback. The guy made brilliant throws on the sideline, perfect clock management. I mean, it was like a storybook 
two-minute drill. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have got it a better way. And you take the ball out of his hands and put it into someone who hasn't produced this game and expect him to get a result. That's stupid coaching. That's bonehead coaching. That's stupid, 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 stupid coaching. I would put it as I think the moment was a little too big for Maroon. I think the moment was too big for him. And he, he wanted to put his big boy pants on. And he wanted to show him, hey, here's here's what we're going to do. We're going to run around the middle. He can't fit in those pants. And they didn't. Exactly. They, For as fat as he fucking is, he still can't fit in those fucking pants. You don't want to. If you want to run up the middle, you want to play big boy football. Let's get some big boy personnel in there. Let's get an up back. Let's get a couple more offensive linemen. Let's not run this uh, shotgun three wide receiver set and hand it to Leonard Fournette when he likes to have a, uh, a head start with his run style. It was just a bad looking play all around. And uh, what, what do you think about going for it in general? Like just the, the thought, your rookie quarterback on the road, he's hot. Now keep in mind that this is, uh, he was already planning on going for two and then Houston took a timeout. I would have liked it if he was able to hurry up, get a play call quickly to the line. Houston doesn't call that timeout and does some kind of design rollout pass. Keep it in Minshew's. Minshew's got the legs for it. Give him some kind of you know slant play to the weak side uh, with a with a crossing route coming on the back end. Give him some options, and if it's not there, fucking take it in. Houston calls a timeout. You kick the extra point. Houston calls a timeout. I get cold feet. They have a chance to game plan, put something together. I kick the one point. Oh man, uh, I, I like I like going for it there. The last uh, two drives of the game. The Jaguars uh, eclipsed more than half of what they they gained the entire game. Mm-hmm. So like their offense got it together at the very end, but before that, not much of anything to write home about. You don't trust so this team to win an overtime. They catch you. You don't. You know, do you trust them to win on a two point conversion? You no, trust them to win? no. That's so it doesn't. It's just pick your poison. You know what I mean? I, but I I'm saying you don't trust this defense who held this team minus that that. Uh, erroneous touchdown on a short field held this team to six points. You take the, I mean, there's two sides to every coin. And I say, I use that metaphor because it would might come down to the coin in overtime. It might be out of your control. A team might get a lucky on a couple penalties and go down the field and score a weird touchdown. You lose in overtime. Like the Chiefs and the, the Patriots in the AFC title game. The, the game came down to whichever team won the toss. And so you don't know how it's going to happen. I like going for it with a rookie quarterback on the road. Big moment. I just like would have liked a different play call. But he played the numbers. There's more of a chance to win by going for it there and getting it than going to overtime on the road. So that he played the numbers, and the numbers are right. just could have been a better play call. But on the other side of the token, by going doing the safe conservative route and playing for overtime, you need look no further than 10 minutes later, another game started. The Chicago Bears and the Denver Broncos. Literally, is a weird thing. It was the same exact scenario. Same to the T. There was 30 seconds left in the game. Denver was down 12 to 13. The same way that oh, Denver was. Exactly the same fucking scenario. Joe Flacco gets it. Gets the extra the, the two point conversion. They go up. They go up 14 to 13. What happens in 30 seconds? Okay, Mitchell Trubisky roughing the passer. 23 yard uh, completion over the middle to Allen Robinson. They call the timeout with one point. Eddie Pinheiro kicks a game winning field goal. They lose anyway. So even if we do. 
That's get, not the, even. The two point that's conversion. not even close. If, even if they do, there's still a chance. You're putting a Denver Broncos defense in comparison to the, our defense. Oh, so our defense can't get a, a rough in the passer penalty or face mask because our they defense played a pretty. Is, they played a pretty clean game last week. I mean, but I'm saying that anything can happen. Sure, so you can't say okay. that even if yeah. we do get the two point conversion, we still might. A have meteor lost. could come out of the sky and and kill everybody in the stadium. I just don't want to get prisoner of the moment playing the result too much. If if Leonard Fournette gets in, Doug Marone, we're we're, we're praising him. He's got balls. The man said, "We're gonna run it down your throat. We're gonna get the no, touchdown." No, I'm still, I'm still not happy with it. Still not happy. I with don't it. believe you. I, I'm, I'm happy. I, I Listen, I would be happy that we got the result, but I, I can tell you 100 percent of the way. I stand by everything I've ever said 100 percent of the way. Okay, I've admitted when I was wrong. I look brag when I'm right, but I 100 percent was not okay with the run in the middle. And, and praying that you got the two-point conversion. You should have gone with what got you there. Minshew got you there at that point. That drive was all Minshew. He was doing Minshew magic, man. He was making Minshew meat. Dude, he, he was killing it. Then you get to the, the time where the epitome of the football game, he take it out of his hands. If he were, if he continues his progression to be a quarterback, like I think he could possibly be mm-hmm. moving forward, mm-hmm. who's to say a year from now, two years from now, he doesn't check out of that play. Because if he had like been in the league long enough, I think he would have checked out of that play. He would have Tom Brady did. He would have Russell Wilson did. But that's not, I mean that's not a good comparison because we're saying they shouldn't have run it when everybody a few years ago were telling the Seahawks, why didn't you run the ball? Why didn't you run the ball? You should have run the ball. Seahawks and, had four plays to get the ball in. Yeah, true. You only have four one. Four plays. You get one shot at this. We're playing the result. If Leonard Fournette gets in, it's a great play call. It's just it's just a sucky situation. It just it just is all together. But that still did not lose us the game. The game is a collection of a lot of plays, which maybe comes down to four or five that decide a game. That was one of them, but there were more in the game. So that wasn't the one that cost it? I don't think so. In my opinion, if you watch the game as closely as I did, you saw that the only touchdown that Houston scored was on a short field that was provided to them by a strip sack. Okay, mm-hmm. and it sucks. Strip sack happens, mm-hmm. you know, but it was on a second and 20. So he had to take a deeper drop. And the play had to develop a little more downfield because there was a longer yard to gain. And that was because Jawan Taylor, rookie, got called for a holding penalty. This stuff just happens. This stuff just happens. It's not, we're not, I'm not shitting on Jawan Taylor. All right. He got called for holding after Gardner Minshew hit DJ Tark, who had another great game. It was a ghost holding call. It was, yeah, exactly. No, I agree. There was no fucking holding. I, I, we got called. And then the DD the Westbrook offensive pass interference call that never happened, too. Mm-hmm. So. He gets called for the holding. The whole thing changes. Instead of being on the Houston 41 first and 10 with how much time was up? 13-26 in the fourth quarter when it, we were only down three points. Instead of that happening, what happens? Minshew drops back second and 20, sacked by Whitney Merciless, recovered by J.J. Watt. They have 11 yards to score. They get those 11 yards on a Sean Watson run. They go up 13-3. That is a span of three plays in a row. D.J. Chark caught no holding okay strip sack by Gardner Minshew and then Deshaun Watson getting the answer so that's that is what cost you the game that was a seven point swing whereas the two point conversion is only two points so I I put more weight in that and that's just football at the end of the day I know you guys don't want to hear this but this is just football Mm -hmm. going into this game I said we were going to lose by one point I said it was going to be a close game I said it was going to be dirty and we were, we were going to lose. We were going to come up short. But there's a lot of good things to take away. DJ Chark looks like he's he's meeting his potential. Taven Bryan. Taven Bryan looked like a pro. 
Quincy Williams looks like a pro. We've got a lot of good things to talk about here. All right? The two-point conversion sucked. The play call sucked. Doug Marone, the moment was too big for him. It sucked. But we got a lot to be happy about, too. Pat, do you agree? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Because one of those things you can control the entire atmosphere of, okay? You can control the entirety of the play. The two-point conversion was your chance to show me that you are worth a damn in this league. And you showed me, just like you showed me time and time after again, that you have no fucking idea of what you're doing on the sideline. That is what you showed me, okay? The, the, the holding call, the ghost holding, okay? We got f***ed. All right, that's what it was, pure and simple. And you, what are you going to do? You can't do nothing about it. You can't challenge a holding call so they can reverse it, right? You got to eat it, all right? So we ate it. Then the next play, fucking Norwell, most overpaid matador that this league has available. Dress him up in a pretty little yellow coat and a nice red cape because that man couldn't fucking stop a nosebleed this game, okay? I watched him chase more players than I chase ass in the club. Okay? It was horrendous. This guy was trash. All right? And again, who controls the offensive line? Oh, ding, 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 ding. It's Doug fucking Marone. So you mean to tell me that the thing you specialize in, you can't figure that out either. Right? I have the most paid offensive line. These guys should be the fucking Great Wall of China. <laughs> You should be, there should be no way that you get in this it's, line. It's hard to run through the Great Wall inside of it. It is, exactly. isn't it? That's the isn't it? That's the problem. That's how it should be. That's how much money we have invested in this in this line. Leonard Fernandez is like, uh, And they can't give me any running lanes. They can't block for me. I, I'm sick of it, man. I'm done with it. And I've got a head coach that can't do head coaching, and he can't do offensive lining. So what the fuck are you doing on this team? Oh, you're right. You're right. I mean, tell me how you really feel. Well, I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm trying know, to express it in the words. It's very I difficult. Can tell. I like no, it. Here we go. I, th I think I've got something that we can get some some positivity out of Pat here. Yeah. How about the Jaguars defense, though? Compared yes. to last week, at least. Yes. You're absolutely right. We called them out. They showed up. Am I right? I mean, DeAndre Hopkins held to five catches, mm -hmm. 40 yards. That dude, that dude took care of him. So, I mean, hey. The guy locked it down. I told you he was going to have an off game against Kansas City. He was hungry this game. He came back. I mean, he held him to mm. nothing. All right? You, you got a you got an eight-piece biscuit out of it. You know? That, that's what you're getting out of it. Yeah. That's, uh, the defense played great. From, Taven Bryan, you Taven mentioned? Bryan. Holy shit. I watched Taven Bryan put pressure on a quarterback. Nice. I almost lost my mind. I had to rub my eyes. I had yeah. to make sure I was watching the right game. The, the, the channel remote didn't switch on me. And it was Taven Bryan. Lo and behold, he almost got a sack out of it. Yeah. Almost. I know. Oh. It was so good. We had so many positive takeaways. Trey Herndon played lights out. Yeah. Every time I saw Trey Herndon, he was locked yeah. up, Yeah, good. And that makes me feel good about the depth needed, of the needed, needed, mm -hmm. needed to call up big time this game because Houston easily could have taken advantage of that matchup. And they tried. They certainly did. They picked I, on him. I felt like the commentators were saying Quincy Williams' name every other play, too. Quincy Williams popped off the tape, too. Josh Allen had a good game. Yeah. Quincy, Josh Allen Quincy had recorded six tackles this yeah. game. So, nine. I mean, nine total tackles. Nine total. Six yeah. solos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey. He looked good as well. Yeah. We got which we, which high overdue man. I, I I hate Quincy hard in the off season. If there was a name I needed to jump off tape, it was him. Devin, pull up Houston stats against New Orleans on the Monday night opener, and let's see how our defense matched up against a Houston defense at home that just put up 
I think they put up bazooka numbers against the Saints. That could be our biggest takeaway, positivity, other than the schedule moving forward, which I'll get into a little later to help walk y'all back from the cliff. <laughs> but uh, our defense shot down, shut down an offense that looks like as about as high-powered as you can get against the New Orleans Saints on Monday night on the opener. So thank you, Devin, for looking this up. Uh, against the Saints... Uh, week one, the Texans tallied up 414 yards, okay? And against us, they tallied up 263. Ooh. That's a big difference. Oh, yep. man. That's you big needed, boy you needed every every bit of that. So, because. in week one, the Jacksonville Jaguars offense play, came to play. Big boy offense. Week two, the Jacksonville Jaguars big boy defense mm-hmm. came to play. Hey, hey, we've seen it. We've seen it both ways. We know it's there. We know it's there. And now all we got to do is put it together. Just take it on the one, take it on the other hand, and put them together. And we're good. We we know this team's capable. Shut down an awesome offense. Last week, we, we, we took it to uh, an improved defense. We saw the Kansas City defense look pretty good against Oakland. Mm. All right, so that defense might not be as bad as a lot of people are letting on. We'll see how it goes. But, you know. Okay, I'll take a page out of your book real quick. Just for a moment. All right. Just for a moment, I'll step down. Okay. I just Finally. <laughs> what if I told you that after week two, the Jaguars would have the most effective quarterback in the AFC South? Ooh. Okay. We'll find right. out after this break. Don't spit out your drink. All right, we are back with your Duval Hot Takes. When we left off, Pat had just dropped a bomb on us. He left a hot take. He said, After week two, the Jacksonville Jaguars now have the most effective quarterback in the entire AFC South. And what a take that was. Pat, can you back that up? Yeah, so you got first in completion, 77.6%. First in passing yards, 488 yards. First in yards per attempt, 8.4. 8.4. First in completions of 20 plus yards, 6. He's second in passer rating, 111.8. And second in first downs with a total of 20. Oh, baby. Damn. That's, that's our a, big league shoe. That's shoe. Backup quarterback playing in a big way. Nothing okay. To lose. In a big way. And I love it. And listen, this is two weeks of compiled work. I love what DeFlippo's done with the passing offense. It was horrendous last year. You see they're getting it down the field. Minshew's very calculated with his passes. I mean, sometimes he's got to hurry it up because he's got that pressure coming in him. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of time in that pocket, but he's able, to, he's able to maneuver out, extend some plays, even run with his legs if he has to. I really love what this kid's doing on the field. And if there's if there is ever a shining bright spot uh in the in the in the doldrums of these two weeks, it would be Big League Shoe is is the real deal. D Filippo needs to look at the tape from the last two drives at the end of the game with the Jaguars and see in what positions Gardner Minshew does well in those last two drives as compared to some of the positions he put him in earlier in the game that he didn't do so well. Mm. I think in an up tempo offense like, I don't know, Washington State, I think he succeeds. When it's when you're down by 10 and you need to go down there and score, Minshew's got the offense upbeat. They're snapping it early. They're moving quicker. They're mm-hmm. getting things going. He looked a lot more comfortable, didn't he, Pat? No, it was it was immaculate. I yeah. mean, if he has, if DeFlippo hasn't already opened up the book, 
the offensive playbook for this kid yet, it's time is now. If you haven't already got this guy running the same plays Foles was running, the time is now. You have a head coach with a philosophy of wanting to play ahead the entire game and just milk the clock and just 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 out bore the other team every week, week in, week out. And you have a quarterback who is flashy, who wants to make big plays, who wants to move fast, who wants to throw down the field. Something's got to give. Mm-hmm. All right, you either throw out this mentality of three yards, three yards, three yards, three yards, three yards, cloud of dust, cloud of dust, run the ball, run the ball, and hopefully our defense plays immaculate and we can win 12 to 9. Or take the leash off your quarterback, let him go be him. Let's it's nice to have some some type of flashiness on this team in a good way for once. One uh, the kind of flashiness that is both on the field and off the field, and it's not getting anybody ejected. Yeah, well, and as as Case has been proven uh, time in and time out, he doesn't trust these players, and I know he doesn't trust these players, and the players don't trust him. Yeah, so That's a good segue for him. Yeah, indeed, that is a, a perfect segue. You were just talking about bright spots. Now we get to talk about something that puts a hole in my heart. Mm. Yeah. Mr. Jalen Ramsey. God, every, every time this man opens his mouth, he's got news pouring out of him because this week... He wants a trade. He wants off this team. I'm going to uh, assume that this has to do with the uh, the, with the little tiff that happened between him and Marone on the sideline. Absolutely. Which Marone, he said, yeah, it was just an emotional game all around. I don't even remember what we were fighting about. No, you remember. You said yeah. You fucking remember. Ramsey says, no, sir. Ramsey says, I am being misused in this Jaguars defense. I want out. Best case scenario, he's just trying to send a message. Best case scenario, he's just trying to send a and message. who's he sending the message to? The team. To is it Marone, the front office, everything. Use me in a different way. Let's get this thing together and move forward. Hopefully, it is just a ploy to do that. Hopefully, they have a meeting, one of those team meetings. Mm-hmm. Okay, here in the next couple days. I mean, the game's fucking Thursday. He ain't getting traded by Thursday if the team actually does its due diligence and gets a good deal for the team and doesn't do something haphazard just to send a message. I want to get the best deal possible. If we deal him, I want the best deal possible, and we will break down possible trade deals for Jalen Ramsey here in a bit. But as of right now, best case scenario, he is doing a childish, immature thing of, we lost, I'm angry, I want to be traded, pitching a fit, and then we sit him down. And everything's okay. Everybody does kumbaya. Mm. Or, worst case scenario, he means this shit to the fucking core and he's sick of it. And he's done with Duval, done with the Jaguars, done with the team, done with the fans, and he wants out. And that's not what anybody wants. Team does well with trades, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really putting my hat on that one. Carlos Hyde's a good player, man. We saw him. Yeah, now. phenomenal. Here's here's what happened, okay? The the play ensued. DeAndre Hopkins attempts to catch the ball because the ball clearly hits the ground, okay? Everyone saw it. I don't know how the earpiece wasn't bleeding his ears out with, with someone in the booth telling him to throw the flag because it was a clear drop all day long. It was a clear drop. I watched it in two different angles. DeAndre Hopkins dropped the ball. Okay, and and usually when when a receiver sees something or when a cornerback sees something because they were there, they watched the play happen. 
They tell him, yo, challenge it. Throw the flag. Give it a give it a look. Give it a look. Do, call timeout. Something. Right? Mm-hmm. Dougie wasn't having it. So, fine. Whatever. I'm good with that. If you don't want to take their word for it, or if there's no one up in the booth giving you the advice, hey, throw that flag... Well, then, I mean, they're they're just as blind as Marone is, okay? Because it was a clear and obvious incomplete pass. And per usual, we got screwed on that play, okay? Jalen goes back to the bench, and this is what threw me for a loop, okay? A head coach, and I've never seen this ever, and you, you're welcome to give me an example if you have. The head coach leaves the sideline of a live football game. Okay, a real football game that's going on. He leaves that sideline to go confront a player who's sitting on the bench. Okay, and and really, really incites and 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 begins something that should never. I mean, what what kind of professionalism is that? Uh, I think it it went a little both ways. I think Jalen was chirping way before that. Oh, I'm sure he was. But as a head coach. You're gonna you're gonna follow that? No, yeah. You're no. gonna follow that and create even Lose your cool. what what almost looked like a physical altercation on the sideline. Doug Marone felt like he was getting shown up, and he and, and he felt small. Dougie, you've and, you've been shown up long and, and hard before, buddy. That's why this team's so undisciplined. What That's happened? why people are getting ejected out of games because you have no control of this team. They have no control of this team. Obvious. There's no discipline anywhere, and. Who, this wasn't who, the hill for you to go up and die on, who's bud. Who's the poster boy for it? Like, who shows that they can say and do whatever they want without repercussion on this team? Hmm. Well, there's the same fact that Miles Jack got ejected out of the last game. Exactly. Okay? I mean, the fact of the matter is, is this kid's started and played every single fucking game for you. He's a hard okay? worker. He's, 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 he's done it. Everything you've asked him to do on this field to the best of his ability. Albeit, he's had maybe three, four games that I can count on my on one hand that he's had really bad games. Okay? But that's far and beyond better than this entire league. Okay, you're sitting on a gemstone with this kid. Yes, absolutely. Okay? They need and, to work it out. And if you can't figure out what you're doing, it's not just him. It's not oh, just Jalen. No, the no. only reason that this is has been you know blown out is because Jalen's got the mouth that he's got, and he's willing to speak out. Who's Jalen? Jalen reminds me of uh, T.O., Terrell Owens. He was uh, Coaches hated him. Mm-hmm. Coaches fucking hated Terrell Owens. But they didn't leave the sideline to go yell at him in the side of the road. They let the players, the captains on the team, deal right. with that. The problem with this team, there's no captains. That's the problem. Who Who's going to well, be the it one? It starts at the top, Who's going to be the, who's the, the player to go calm Jalen down? Who's the player to go calm Jalen down? Jalen would have been fine. He would have been sitting on the bench. He took himself out of the equation. He was out of the situation. All you got to do is stay with your headset on and keep coaching the game like you're paid and supposed to do. You don't fucking go back and start something. Completely agree with you. It's an avalanche. He doesn't have, he hasn't built a roster, he hasn't instilled leadership at certain areas as to where we can pick guys up and cool them off and feel them better. Like, it could have been Barry Church. Barry Church could have been this guy. Who knows? Clay's Campbell should be this guy. But Doug Marone doesn't feel like he has that guy, so he hears Jalen yelling and hollering and all these things, and he feels like he needs to be the guy to go over there when that's the last fucking person Jalen wants to talk to at that point. Mm-hmm. And he, they completely lost sight of what mattered in the moment. I mean, I understand it's, it, adrenaline's going, and they went back and forth. It was completely embarrassing, completely bad look for the franchise. I'm so tired of these bad looks. Every week we're getting thrown out of games. We're having tirades on the sidelines. 
it, it messes with with your head sometimes. Who knows? If that shit doesn't happen, maybe Jalen does catch that interception and take it back for a touchdown. Maybe maybe he's not thinking about how it looks with Marone. Maybe he, you who got, knows? You got a head coach that doesn't know how to be a head coach. Okay, plain and simple. You've got a head coach that has never dealt with this level of talent as a head coach. Okay, and you especially the, the the biggest point of it all is you have a head coach that can't control a team. Okay, that is the problem here. The nucleus is not there because there's no head coach to put it there. All right, your team is as good as the guy wearing the khakis and the headset. That's it's point blank. All right. You, you got to show me a winning team out there that has a nobody head coach and his and is, is strides better than the rest of the competition because it doesn't exist. If they were unknown, they're known now. Sean McVay, he, was, he wasn't anyone to begin with, but he's known now. And he's going to be known. He's going to have an illustrious career as a head coach. But you need to have someone there that has that. He's an under 500 coach who's proven nothing in the past. He was with the Bills. He didn't do shit there he got can there and i'm almost positive that shit can is coming down the road because he's not the guy man i don't care what you tell me he's not the guy he hasn't been the guy it's time to change him out man it's time it's such high me. time it's drawing a line in the sand for a lot of fans and it's it's dividing us in a way and that's what sucks it's becoming to the point with this jalen situation whereas we root for the jaguars we love the players and for a player to demand a trade from the team it's it hurts and, and we hope, like, there's half of us, if you have a conversation with one out of every three Jaguar fans, those Jaguar fans are probably going to be like, trade his ass. Get his ass out of sure, here. Tired sure, sure, of, of course. Tired of it. Of course. We're ti- and then they'll, but that's not them siding with Maroon either. That's just them like, I only want to watch players that want to play for my team. Mm-hmm. And now, if Jalen's whole thing is it's a, a him and Maroon thing... And not a him and Jalen's played. Jalen's played on some dog shit. Oh Jaguar yeah, teams. Gus Bradley. He ain't okay? here anymore. He he's not playing because of that. All right, he's played on some dog shit team. I want to. The fact hear- of the matter is, is, this coach has no respect for his players, and he shows it because those players have no respect for him. It's not. It's not a good. That's what it is. It's a, it, and listen, no man is bigger than an organiz- than the whole organization. I I tried and true believe that there is not a single person that is bigger than the ind- Jalen's not this team, uh, Marone's not this team, Caldwell's not this team. They are not bigger than. The- but if there is one cog that is not meshing with the collective fifty three cogs, am I going to get rid of two or three to impress this this guy that hasn't shown me that he's worth a damn? Or am I going to get rid of the one problem I've got and get someone in there that can mesh everyone back together? It's a volatile, toxic, and flammable, toxic situation and relationship between two people that needs to get fixed. And if Marone and Jalen can't work it out, and if Jalen doesn't want to be on this team anymore, then we get to lose the best defensive player possibly we've had ever. So I don't want that. But for fun. Not really fun. Let's talk about if it does happen. Let's knock on wood first. Let's knock on wood. Yeah. If you trade Jalen, here, here's what here's what goes into trading Jalen Ramsey. All right? Three things. One, if you want to trade him for a player, then we better get a good enough player to match up at a position of need for the team, i.e. tight end, i.e. right tackle, i.e. safety, i.e. you know, wherever you see wide receiver, you know, that way. Because if you don't trust this team to draft and you want to get a player for player deal, maybe with a few picks in there, that's where you want to go. That's the only way you trade them to a good team is if you get good players back. All right. 
Two, what's most likely going to happen? Draft capital. First round pick, second round pick, third round pick. They're going to get multiple picks in a deal. And in order for that to benefit the Jaguars, what do you have to do? Trade him to a bad team, okay? And what bad team is going to take Jalen Ramsey if they don't think he's going to resign? I'll tell you right now. The team with the biggest market in the NFL, the one where Jalen is just ruling to be a part of, and see his name in the big lights on the big screen in the big Apple, a place where Tom Coughlin himself used to work and has good relationships with the ownership team, and everybody's still there, the New York Giants. You trade Jalen Ramsey to the Giants, fleece their picks, first round, second round, third round, because all those picks, I'll tell you right now, are going to be in the top five, with or without Jalen Ramsey. Jalen will resign there because he wants his name in, in the lights and he wants all the money and all the fame and all these things, and he, and he thinks that he can build a winner there maybe with Daniel Jones, who knows, and Saquon Barkley. They, they, that, that's what benefits me the most. If they trade him to the Kansas City Chiefs, if they trade him to the Philadelphia Eagles, if they trade him to the Patriots, if they trade him to one of these teams that are going to go to the Super Bowl and go deep in the playoff run just so we can draft the next Taven Bryan with the 27th overall pick, I'm going to be super pissed off. You know, you you had me up until the point to where you said re-sign. This is not a guy that needs to be in a big market to be a big name. All right, he's try he's proven it already. He can be in Trinidad and Tobago and be the biggest fucking football player there. All right, he doesn't need to be in a big city. OBJ resigned right. with the Giants. OBJ resigned with the Giants before they traded him. Okay, so what? Right, that I'm doesn't t- mean anything. I the transcendent. I'm telling. I think they're the fact of the matter the is clock. is he he is done. He's done being on a bad program. He's not. He's done. He's put his time in. He's put his. He's he's worked his ass off, and now he wants to get rewarded for it. So if you think for a second that he's going to re-sign on that trash dumpster fire of New York Giants, when there's plenty of other teams out there, you can go to San Diego. You can go to Houston. You can go to Tennessee, hometown. You can go any. You can go virtually anywhere he wants. The highest bidder will get Jalen Ramsey. Here's the problem. He's under contract. That's the problem. He can't go to all these places because he's under contract with the Jacksonville no, 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 Jaguars. No, no, no. I'm saying post-trade. I'm talking post-trade. Yeah. You have him re-signing with the Giants. He's not re-signing with the Giants. I think you know, once they trade for him, they immediately would sign him to the contract. I think that's that's how it would make sense for whatever team to trade for Jalen is that they get him to agree to re-sign right then and there. Oh. And who has the cap space? And who who has the he destination they want to go? I, well, we'll it. see. We'll see. Because if the Jaguars, you, I don't trade him. Do not trade him to a good team and take that team's first round pick because you will not get what the worth back. You won't get it. It doesn't work out. You 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 got to ask for a, a, a one and a three, a one and a two. I mean, that's that's from the who? market from who? I I don't know. Anybody who's willing to take the Dolphins it. ain't doing it because they're tanking for Tua. So that would be the number one team, but. I think I think the Giants are a perfect fit, or even the Jets, just some team like that. He'd love to be with Jamal Adams. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, we send him. Who he's, cares? He's he wants not... to play with Derwin James. He wants to play with Derwin James. Send him to the Chargers. Give me Melvin Gordon, first round pick, second round pick. Give me players. Give me give me Joey Bosa. You know, I mean, the, listen, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. And if, if something happens but by the end of the week, I mean, it, it won't be good for us. I don't care what we get back because it will burn us in, in the long haul. I don't care what we trade for them. I, I, I am 100 percent positive no matter what we gain out of this trade, whether it be draft picks, we'll burn them on trash picks. And if we get players, they'll f- tear their ACL game one. Uh, it's never is it. This is the element we live in. We've never done anything right in the trading world. 
Never. I completely agree with you. It won't be worth it because the season's not over. And I'll tell you this right now. If we can just get everybody to say kumbaya, we get Minshew working the offense, we get Jalen to come back and play on defense and play lockdown corner, we can win a lot of ball games. Pat, myself, and our Madden simulation said we would start 0-2. I, sure. I said we'd lose by one point last week. And so now that's the world we live in. We're 0-2. Guess what? Season's not over. Season actually looks pretty fucking great moving forward, Jaguars fan. I'm talking to you, Jags fan, that's looking for hope. I'm talking to you, Jags fan, that says, Sean, please tell me why. Tell me why the season's okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you right here. Week three, Titans. Marcus Mariota. We can beat him. We can beat them. Thursday night. We can win that game, one and two. All right, who do we go to next? Joe Flacco on the Broncos. Eat my ass, Joe Flacco. Two and two, that's what I'm talking about. And then, where do we go? We go to Cam Newton, broke it down Cam Newton. And then at home, who do we got? Drew Brees, oh, no, 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 not no, Drew Brees. No, not Drew no, no. Brees. Teddy Bridgewater, okay? And then at Andy Dalton. Eat my ass, Andy Dalton. Then Jets, Trevor Simeon, Sam Darnold, Joe Namath, Geno Smith, I don't care who fucking walks through that door wearing the green jersey, they're ass. Minshew's better. And then who do we got? Rematch, baby. Texans. We win again. We beat them this time. Deshaun Watson, we play better. So I think we, one, two, three, four, five, six, we can win the next six games and then beat the Texans. And guess what? 0-2, 7-2, 7-2. Heard it here first. We're going on a run. We have a meeting. We, we use this trade this trade demand and that he comes back to the team like a like a warrior and he's like oh i'm sorry guys i should have never should have never demanded the trade or whatever. i was just really pissed off i'm tired of losing they have a team only meeting and they just they fucking rile up and we move forward we take oh and two we turn it into seven two we beat up on a bunch of shitty ass quarterbacks and we start feeling good hell yeah that's what i'm talking about okay all right well let's look at that first win then the Titans, yeah. prime time. That's right. Thursday night. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, you say it's a win, but how do we go about it? I think it? Jacoby Brissett and the Indianapolis just beat him last week, mm-hmm. okay? pretty Not handedly, but convincingly. And if Jacoby Brissett and the Indianapolis can beat him, then I'm pretty sure Gardner Minshew and the Fighting Minshews can go in and get a W on Thursday night, okay? Right? We might re-sign Rashad Green just for a punt return late in the game to win because it's the only game he's ever won was Thursday night in Tennessee. <laughs> so we might bring him back. Who knows? No Taylor Lewan. Pass rush is going to be going to be digging in. Hopefully Jalen's there. If not, I feel great about Trey Herndon. Okay? Coaching staff gets a good game plan going. Short week. We can throw the ball down some more. Maybe Leonard Fournette's got, you know, got something to prove now. Got a real chip on his back. Everybody's saying he, 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 he's ain't now. Saying he's three yards in a cloud of dust. That's all I've been hearing on Sports Talk Radio. Leonard Fournette this, Leonard Fournette that. I, he needs to come out and have a great game. I mean, he's had a year and a half to give me anything else. I, and so that's what keep 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 it going. Keep pumping that doubt, Leonard. It's your contract year, man. It's your contract year. This is yeah. it. And he doesn't want a contract. I no. get it. No problem. <laughs> no problem. No problem, man. Because I I don't see it. I don't get it, man. That Minshew's my only guiding light on this team. This this offensive line can't create holes. Can't give Leonard Fournette a, a tunnel to go in. It, it, the running game. I I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what we're doing with it. You think the Titans beat us? You think we go zero and three? At this point, yeah. No! I think this is a short week. I think we've got questions in the locker room. we got people at each other's throats. I've got a coach that can't handle this team. Titans just lost to the Colts, man. I don't care and if they lost positive. to the fucking JV Raiders. We're on okay? two. Everyone else in the AFC South, one and one. We're on two. We're only one game out. Hmm. Right there, boom. 
We beat the Titans. We're one and two. They're one and two. We got the tiebreaker with them. Okay. Say Houston loses again. Okay. Say the Colts. If anybody thinks the Colts are going anywhere, they're not. All right. We're just fighting for who's going to come out of this division. It's probably going to be 10 and 6, 9 and 7. It's going to be really ugly. We can be really ugly. <laughs> we we can, are. We are very ugly. We can ugly. be that we ugly. We are very, very ugly. We can be king ugly. So, Sean, you had your score originally predicted at 31-13 Jaguars. Do yeah. you you still feel that? 31-14 uh, 31-14? 31-14. Okay. Change it, change it by one point. Now, Pat, you also had them at a win originally. Now you say no, sir. It'll come down to who kicks the game-winning field goal. Uh, it'll be close. Yeah, it is not going to be a blowout by any means. It also, is going to be a dirty, ugly game. And, yeah. What's the weather prediction? Devin, can you look up the weather prediction for Thursday night in Jacksonville? Because if it's rainy, I like it. Uh, 83 degrees, partly cloudy. It's going to be beautiful. You know when that sun goes down in Jacksonville? Oh, man, we got a night game. I'm I'm hyped. About time. It's going to be gorgeous. That's, I mean, I wish I would have liked the rain a little more because... You know, sloppier game looks good for us, especially running the football, playing sloppy. Oh football. man, I pray to God it's not raining. You you want to run? You what? What on this team has shown you that we can run the ball? Hey man, we rushed for over 100 yards against the against the uh, Texans. Half of that was mentioned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still over 100 yards. <laughs> no. Speechless. Speechless. If we have a running back that can't run for shit. I have an offensive line that can't make holes. Leonard, for prove him wrong. Last week I called out Jalen Ramsey. All right. And Jalen Ramsey had a great game. You also okay. told me that Leonard Fournette was going to get his first hundred yard game. I did, and he sucked ass. Okay, mm-hmm. and now he's not—he's not, he's not going to suck ass. Okay, I'm going to keep calling Leonard Fournette over hundred yards, man. Let's do it. I'm doubling down. Keep calling it till it happens. I'm going to keep. I'm going to. I'm going to speak it into existence. Well, All right. Say it very loud so he can hear you on the field. Thursday night. <laughs> Leonard. No, I'm not. I got nothing. <laughs> All right, we will see if this uh, tumultuous Jaguars team can pull themselves together and pull out their first W against the Tennessee Titans. Jags don't pull out. That is this coming Thursday, primetime, 8.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, NFL Network. Be there or be square. Or we will, both. Or both. Why not? You can be square and be there. <laughs> in this crazy world, is That's that right. so wrong? Wait, we're the only show in town, y'all. It's the only game. Thursday night football. No excuse. We'll see you there. Until then, this has been your Duval Hot Takes Podcast. I'm Taylor Smith, moderator for the show. Sean Daly, host. Send all the positive tweets to me. Send all the negative tweets to Pat. Pat Smith, co-host. Bill Belichick, stay the f- away from Jalen Ramsey. (laughs) Devin Mabe, thank you so much for helping us out with those stats and facts. Say goodbye. Goodbye. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Until then, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at Duval Hot Takes. Share your takes with us. We will see you next week. Take care. Minshew Mania!